are starting a sermon series this week um, called Indestructible Purpose. And I, I just want to say that this is a, a series that we'll be going through over the next five weeks. And I, I'll say this is not week one. This is actually week zero. This is week zero of Indestructible Purpose. We actually are starting next week. And uh, the reason for that is, is I want you to invite a friend to come and walk with you on this journey to find purpose. Have you ever asked the question, why on earth am I here? What is my, what is my purpose? That's the goal is to bring someone along with you as you discover what is your purpose. And so we're going to be starting that today. Turn with me, if you would, to Thessalonians, the first Thessalonians. Now, I want, to, um, I want to talk to you a second about purpose. Not for a second, for five weeks. I want to talk to you for five or six weeks about purpose. How many have ever been on a road trip before? Right? And there's two kinds of people who go on road trips. There's people who like to enjoy the scenery, make stops along the way. And there's people, they just want to get to where they're going. We have a goal, we have a destination, and bless the Lord, we're going to get there. But I have to go to the bathroom. No, you don't. I stand corrected. I do not have to go to the bathroom. I um, I got to go on a uh, a little trip with my with my family this last Christmas break, and that's why I haven't seen some of you so long because we we took a, a trip and along the way we caught this detour um, because the map said that there was this one hour traffic jam on the interstate, and and how many know when you are trying to get somewhere a one hour detour does not sound fun at all. But neither does sitting parked on the interstate for an hour, right? And so we're looking at, we even, we, we tried to delay. We went and ate some Chick-fil-A, and there was still a traffic jam. We went to Walmart. There was still a traffic jam. I mean, you can kill a lot of time at Walmart. And so after all that, we, we, we finally conceded, and we went the long way around. And can I tell you something? We saw some of the most beautiful country and that area. there was all these racing farm for horse races and stuff and it was just it was just stable after stable after so beautiful green grass 85 degrees mind you it was like 20 up here that week uh we we were praying for you guys we knew you were soldiering through through the cold it would never would have happened if we had just been like we, j we just got to stay on track. We just got to get to the destination. But, but that's kind of the way we view purpose sometimes. Like we think that purpose is about the destination of where we're going. Hey, Malachi, can I borrow you for a second? I know, I know that you're 
Can I borrow you? Come on up. Uh, I have here a box. Um, how many ever see one of these show up on your front door that has a little smiley face on the front? You know what I mean? How many of you, there's, there's two kinds of feelings that you have when you see that box show up on your front porch. It's either, oh, yay, I got something, or it's, I wonder how much we sp- money we spent this time. Right? It's either sheer joy or pure dread, one or the other. Malachi, do you think you could fit inside that box? Yeah, so see if you could fit in down in there. I think I think you could maybe make it. Get get, get on get get down in there. Squeeze squeeze in. Maybe maybe put your head down in that end. All right, there you go. Here we go. Hang on. Where's my? Give me just a second. We're gonna. Excuse me. So we have, uh, we have Malachi all taped up there. How many know when you order something on Amazon, the only thing you care about is when it shows up to your house, correct? It's all, it's all ba- boxed up. You ordered it online. It's all boxed up. And you really don't care about the journey at all. All you care about is, is it getting to where it's supposed to be? And this is what we do with our purpose and this is, can I tell you, I'll start with this. It's completely wrong. We, we box up all of our hopes and dreams. They're like, this is, this is everything I want to accomplish in life. Here's my purpose. And we box it up. And then we say, okay, now, now get to where you're going. And then we just wait. And we think, we think our purpose is wherever this ends up. And y'all, do you realize I was with some friends once, and they were like, how many, they said, how many countries have you been to? But just if you stopped over in the country for a day, that doesn't count because you just stopped over there for a day. I was like, how does that not count? Because you were actually in the country. If the plane had exploded while you were on, like, in the airport, you would have been stuck in that country. How does it not count? It was part of the journey. Do you realize purpose is not about the destination? It's not about, let me box up all my hopes and dreams. This is, this is Jamie and Ed, Eddie's. This is all their hopes and dreams right here in this box. Can you breathe in there? Here, here's an air hole. There you go. Um, it's all boxed up, and then we just hope that someday it gets to where it's going, and then we can open up, and we can say, yay, we did it. Can I ask you a question this morning? And uh, young people look around, I, uh, and I want you to be honest Think about when you were a kid and, and you figure out, I think this is going to be the purpose for my life when you were young. You're like, you know what? This is going to be the purpose of my life. Now, how many of you, by a show of hands, are doing the things you thought you'd be doing when you were younger? One. No, be honest. It don't, you don't have to, like, try. I'm not worried about you ruining my sermon illustration. 
Malachi sticks his hand up out of the mug. Oh, my gosh. The reality is, is our purpose isn't in the destination. Our purpose is in the journey along the way. It matters where this box goes. It matters where it ends up. It matters because it might get stuck in some place. It might get stuck in some post office or something like that. Like part of the journey, Malachi, you can come on out. You're wrecking my box. Do you need a hand? All right, come on out. Thank you, Malachi. So in, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16, this might be the second shortest verse in the Bible. It says this, rejoice always. Then it says this, pray without ceasing. And that word in the Greek isn't just means like you should always be praying. Like right now, if you're not praying, you're not being biblical. That's not what that means. What it actually means is pray, continue, like like. There shouldn't be a lot of time going between times of prayer. Like, that guy, he's always finding a, a reason to pray, that kind of thing, right? It doesn't mean like, all right, you know, you're washing the dishes. You should be praying. Are you praying? No, you're not praying. It's not that. You can do that. But to pray without ceasing is to pray continually. It means you pray, and then a few hours go by, and you pray, and then you find another reason to pray, and you find another. You're always praying. And then the third one, it says this in verse 18, it says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And the reason this jumps out for me is when I'm talking about purpose for my life, you know what's important for purpose? My purpose is given to me by God. My purpose is God's will for my life. And if my purpose is God's will for my life, then we just saw in these three verses, what is the will of God? In Christ Jesus for me. Well, it's this to rejoice always, to pray continually, and to give thanks in all circumstances. You know what I love about this? It's these words that are like all the time. And just so you know, rejoice, rejoice always doesn't mean you're happy always. Did you know you can get bad news and it won't you won't be happy in that bad news, but you can rejoice in the Lord in the midst of that bad news. To rejoice is to be gracious and, and to be overflowing with the goodness of the Lord. So even though life may be not be going like I want it to go, I can still rejoice in the Lord. That's why uh, Paul said in the end of Philippians, he said, rejoice in the Lord always. And I'll say it again, rejoice. And so here we have the will of God for your life. It's three things. It's to rejoice always, all the time. To constantly pray, like always, and give thanks all the time. Continue, like, like it's these things are happening always throughout your day. And this is why I, I give you these sheets of, of paper for today. There's three words I want you to write and give you some space between each one. Because this is a, a seven-day assignment. At the top, I want you to write rejoice. About a third of the way down. I want you to write pray, and about a third of the way down, I want you to write thankful or thanks or whatever, gratitude. And here's your assignment. 
It's three things. I want you to write three things. On Monday, which is tomorrow, I want you to write three things you rejoice in, three things you're going to pray for, and three things that you're grateful for. Rejoice, pray, give thanks. And then on Tuesday, I want you to write down three things you rejoice about, three things you're going to pray about, and three things that you're grateful for. Are you tracking with me? Don't lose this paper. I want you to fill it up every day. I want you to write three things you rejoice about, three things that you're praying about, and three things that you're grateful for. Y'all, the, the purpose for this sermon series is to shift our thinking. And so I, as your pastor, I'm trying to do some stuff that's maybe a little corny. I get it. Pastor, this seems a little corny. I wholeheartedly agree it's corny. Also, you need to do it. Because some of us really need to shift our thinking. We really need to shift the way we think. Right here that says this is the will of God is I'm continually rejoicing, I'm continually praying, and I'm continually being grateful. That is the will of God for me. And so when we look at our purpose, we realize that our purpose is not the destination, but it is the journey along the way. I had a lot of plans for my life when I was a kid. I'm not accomplishing some of those. I am others. But do you realize what happens if you always say, my purpose will happen someday, you completely forget about today. This sermon was birthed out of a, a, a very difficult time in my life over the last year and a half, this sermon series. And as I was walking through that, the Lord began to teach me a lot of things. And one thing he taught me was this that I will look for the Lord in the moment that I'm in. I will look for the Lord in the moment that I'm in. And that, that's really like when I'm experiencing severe anxiety. How many know anxiety can be crushing at times, where it just feels like the whole weight of the world is on you, and it could be anything that causes it, and you just feel like, I mean, you're going to have a panic attack. And when I would feel this way, I'd stop and breathe, and I would look for the Lord in the moment that I'm in. When it felt like my entire world was falling apart, that what if I never pastor again? Or, or what, if, what if I never, what if all my friends disown me? What if my purpose for my life completely falls apart? I will look for the Lord in the moment that I'm in. So I stop and take a breath and say, okay, Lord, where are you in this moment? You know what's kind of like saying? It's like, Lord, what in this moment do I have to rejoice about? What in this moment can I pray about? What right now in this moment can I be thankful for? Lord, where are you right now in this moment? I will look for the Lord in the moment that I'm in. That's point number one. And then the Lord taught me something else. And maybe you know this out of Matthew 6, You don't have to go there, but I'll just show it to you. It says this, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added to you. Like, we want stuff. There's things in life we want to accomplish. There's purposes we'd like to get to. Right? Like, Pastor Drew, it's fine and all that your purpose is right now in the moment, but there are things I want to do someday. 
But Jesus says this, sure, okay, you want someday? Here's how you get there. Seek first God's kingdom right now and seek his righteousness right now. And then all these things will be added to you. This brings me to point number two, and it may look familiar to you. It's this. I will look for the Lord in the moment that I'm in. I will look for the Lord in the moment that I'm in. It's being very conscious that in every moment, when you walk in this church on Sunday morning, and maybe maybe it's your week to do nursery, or maybe maybe you are playing guitar, or maybe you've got to, like, oh, I've got to take out that trash, or there's things, it just seems like another Sunday morning. But how many know that the Lord has a purpose and a plan for every moment of every day of your life? We get up and we go to work. And how many know the Lord has a plan and purpose in those mundane moments while we're at work? We just have to look for the Lord in the moment that we're in. Turn with me to John or Luke chapter 5. In Luke chapter 5, we see Simon Peter, and he's in a mundane moment. He's fishing. Now, I know some of you guys in here, you're all about fishing. It's a hobby. It's a pastime for you. It wasn't for Simon Peter. I mean, he enjoyed it probably sometimes. It was his, it was his life. It's what he did for work. You know how to ruin a great hobby? Turn it into work, right? Turn it into work. Um, it says this in Luke chapter 5, on one occasion while the crowd was pressing in on Jesus to hear the word of God, uh, Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. And he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. What does that mean? They were done fishing for the day. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, that's Simon Peter, he asked him to put out a little from land. And he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. What is, what is Jesus asking Simon to do? He's saying, you know that mundane thing you do all the time? You know that thing you get up every Morning, you go to bed every night, and you, you do it over and over and over again. You know your livelihood. I want you to go do it again. In verse 5, Simon says this. Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. Master, what you're asking us to do was completely fruitless. I've been, we've been doing this over and over and over again, and it just doesn't seem to make a difference. Why? I don't understand the purpose. I don't see any purpose in it, Jesus. But he goes on. He says, but at your word, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. 
They signaled to their partners in the boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, at saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man. What's crazy here is he goes back to do the mundane thing he's done over and over and over again. The only difference this time, he's doing it with Jesus present. And when he's done it with Jesus present this time, there's a difference. There's such a difference that they've taken in such a great amount of fish. And, and it, Simon Peter's his reaction is surprising to me. It's a bunch of fish. And for some reason, a bunch of fish makes Simon Peter go, oh, my goodness. Like, this man, there's something different about him. Like, I'm sinful. I'm not worthy to be in his presence. Get away from me. And Jesus, he says this really great thing. Look in verse 9. It says that he and all who were with him were amazed, astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. Can you say that with me? Do not be afraid. Can you say it again? Do not be afraid. Say it one more time. Do not be afraid. And then he says this, from now on you will be catching men. And they, when they had brought their boats back to land, they left everything and followed Jesus. Sometimes when we're looking at our purpose for our life, looking into the future can cause a lot of fear. You know what Jesus says over and over and over again in the Word of God? Do not be afraid. When you have an encounter with the king, I don't understand why, but so many times when people, people encounter Jesus, they fear, and Jesus has to tell them, do not be afraid. When Jesus shows up in the situation, they realize everything is about to change. And Jesus has to tell them, do not be afraid. Here's the reality. Our purpose, our purpose isn't to make money. Can I tell you something? Your purpose isn't to be a good dad or mom. Y your purpose isn't to get that nice new car, that awesome house that you've always dreamed of. Some of these are material things, and some of these are like, wait a minute, isn't it good to be a good dad? Yes, it is. It's not your purpose. You know when you find purpose? You find purpose when Jesus shows up. When did Peter find purpose? When Jesus showed up. Like, here's what purpose is. Your purpose is to know God, to know who he is. And I encourage you, if you missed last week, to go back to the podcast and listen, because last Sunday was our, our Vision Sunday for you to go back and look at that. And what we see in that Vision Sunday is this woman who comes to the well we talked about, and she has her jar. And she's filling up her jar, because that's her purpose, is to fetch water. But when she meets Jesus, she realizes her purpose is actually in knowing Jesus. And what does she do to her jar? 
She leaves it behind to run into town to tell others, I found Jesus. You know what I see is crazy about Simon Peter? He's out fishing. What has been his purpose so far in life? To fish. That's my purpose. And then he finds Jesus, and what does he do with all the fish and the, the, probably the biggest payday of his life? What does he do? He leaves it behind to know Jesus more. Your purpose isn't to be a good dad or a great employee or to make money. Your purpose is to know God, is to know Jesus. And here's what we do sometimes. We take our hopes and dreams and we pack them up in vehicles that our purpose never belonged in. We take all our hopes and dreams and we say, you know, I, I, I really, really like this job. It really brings me fulfillment. And we start putting our purpose in that job. All our hopes and dreams in that job. And then what happens when, Malachi did a great job tearing up this box. What happens when the vehicle that contained our purpose becomes wrecked? Then we also become wrecked. I have this in, in our notes today. When, when the vehicle we wrongly placed our purpose in becomes wrecked, so are we. So we put our purpose in that relationship. What happens when the relationship ends? Or, God forbid, that person steps off into eternity. What happens to our purpose then? We'll be working for that dream house, and then we suddenly lose our, our job. Like, we put our purpose in the wrong things so many times. Our purpose can never be in people or things or anything like that. Our purpose is in one man, and that man is Jesus Christ. I want to show you guys a, a video here. Um, this is John uh, and Alexandra Craig. And in this video, what you're going to see is um, this is from a... Uh, a Facebook Live while they're at the doctor's office. What had happened is a few weeks earlier, four weeks earlier, uh, John had started feeling kind of sick. So they go into the doctor, and they start doing a battery of tests, and, and they are finding out some stuff that's not so great for John. And so they're going into the doctor to find out what's actually going on. What is the actual diagnosis? What's this all looking like? Um, and when they get in there, they, they want to video it because they've been having so many of their friends and family agree with them in prayer and faith that God's going to heal him. And so they want to video the news from the doctor to share with their friends and family. But then, like many of you, <coughs> Jamie, uh, their, their phone's so full of pictures that they have no storage on their phone to take a video. So they're like, well, we, we can't take this video, so... We'll Facebook Live it, and it'll be on Facebook then, right? And so what you're about to see are, are portions of the video as, as they get, I'll tell you, the worst report possible from the doctor. And I want you to watch this. Go history. What are the survival rates of those hundred or slash forty to fifty patients that we have on record? How we tell them ten percent, fifteen, seven. 
How much? Nine months, Nine guys. Months for the Nine months. I got some living to do real quick. All right. All right. Come on. Okay. So, what's the usual course of action? So, there are a couple of different things that you can do. But you know why that news doesn't scare me? I was born with an umbilical cord around my neck. I should have died at birth. Caught a very rare disease in my eye when I was three. One in a million, something crazy. Here mm -hmm. Peri uh. Why are you crying? I don't know how many times I've almost died in life. I know a great author. It's an amazing thing. I spread dramas. And I <laughs> tried to kill myself when I was 22 miraculously saved me. You ever see Superman, like Lois Lane is falling through the sky? If Superman just came and saved Lois, like as soon as she dropped out, like how anticlimactic is that? Right before she hits the ground, whew, swoops in to save the day, Superman gets all the praise. So I know Superman, his name is Jesus. Either way, is God's will is God's will. I'll be fine either way. I'm not crying because I'm sad and I think I'm gonna die. I'm crying because I think of all the times that he saved my life and I haven't shown him appreciation. Why are you crying, Mommy? I've been ungrateful. Be grateful. What is that? Don't take things for granted. Why are you <laughs> it's called Facebook Live, bro. People are watching. Can you say hi? I'm sure this is a little bit unconventional. What kind of special? Alexandra is a acquaintance of mine. Eight months later, John went to be with the Lord. And in the middle of all that, the question is, why, God? Why would you let something like that happen? But can I tell you, for his last eight months, John proclaimed the goodness of the Lord. And everything he said and everything he did, he proclaimed the goodness of the Lord. And the reason I show that today is because the statement he makes He's like, I'm not crying because I'm sad. I'm, I'm crying because I did not appreciate. I did not show gratitude. I wasn't grateful for all the times. And he, if you, I don't know if you can hear, but all the times he listed that God had saved his life at, when he was a baby and he had the umbilical cord around, wrapped around his neck. And when he got this rare eye disease and, and when he tried to take his own life at 22, and yet the Lord saved him all those times. Today, his, his widow continues to proclaim the goodness of Jesus. If anyone had a right to be bitter at the Lord, it's this woman. But Lord, we served you faithfully. We, we worked in our church. God, we did all the right things. God, why? Y'all. Our purpose is, for it to be indestructible, 
cannot be in all the things. It has to be in Jesus. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. So indestructible purpose isn't, it's not a what, it's, it's a who. And this who has a name, and his name is Jesus. We too many times don't realize our purpose in the boring parts of life. And that's why I give you those papers today. It's so that as you go through this week, through the monotony of you wake up, you get your kids ready for school, you do laundry, you make breakfast, you go to work, you come home, you do laundry, you make dinner, you do laundry. What is it with laundry? It never ends. In the monotony of all that, are we grateful? Are we prayerful? Are we rejoicing? Because we know who purpose is, and it's Jesus Christ. Where's Tim? Can you come? And I'd like you to do that song about the name of Jesus, because this is the who where purpose is. But some of us, it's not the mundane. My heart. My heart hurts for all of us in this place because maybe maybe we should be a little more grateful for the mundane days because the trouble Jesus talked about in this world, you will have trouble. My heart hurts for everyone in this place because God forbid, but most likely your, your enemy has a plan for your life. He has a purpose for you, and then there's probably trouble there in the future just like it was for this couple. And when trouble comes, what happens to your purpose? Does your purpose get wrecked because everything else in your life gets wrecked? Can I tell you, Jesus can never be wrecked. He's the unconquerable God. He's the indestructible purpose. And if all of our faith and our hope and our life is hidden in him, then it doesn't matter what may come in life, whether it's the most boring day ever sitting behind the desk, or we found out the worst news that we've ever could have heard of in our entire life. Our purpose remains steadfast and clear because our purpose is in Jesus. And he has shown that he's indestructible. They nailed him to a cross. They tried to kill him. They didn't try. They did kill him. But this God of the universe, this Savior of the world, three days later, rose from the dead, proving that he's indestructible. And then if our lives are hidden in him, if our purpose is hidden in him, it doesn't matter what may come at us, our purpose is secure. Because our purpose is in Jesus. Will you stand with me? Next week starts week one of this series, Indestructible Purpose. I am excited about this. And we're going to dig deep into who we are and why we are. 
But can I tell you, this is not just some self-help thing of, oh, let me find out what I'm good at, and then I'll do that, and that's my purpose. No, this is a deep dive in who is Jesus. Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus when I'm bored out of my mind? Who is Jesus when the storms of life come? Who is Jesus and where does my purpose lie? And I want you to bring a friend with you. You say, hey, my pastor's doing this sermon series on purpose. And man, come on. Come with me. And I'll have some corny handouts for you guys next week too. I promise. Will you bow your heads with me? the letter to the Thessalonians tells us what the will of God is. What is the will of God? What is his purpose for me? Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks at all times. What are you grateful for? What are you grateful for? tell you this morning in the middle of the darkest times of my life let me tell you some things I'm grateful for I'm grateful for this church who stood with me and loved me in the hardest darkest times I'm grateful for my family who spoke life into me every chance they got but more than anything I'm grateful for Jesus who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, that He is unchanging, that He rose from the dead, that He is indestructible. Let's worship Him. Jesus. 